Amen. You all may be seated. All right. Jumping out of the book of Isaiah for today. We've been in a study of the book of Isaiah, but I'm jumping out just for today, and I'm going to eventually be getting to Psalm 105, so if you want to flip over there, we're going to be there for a few moments. But today's message is a little bit different. Today is kind of, I've entitled it, Looking Back, Moving Forward. And today's message is kind of like, you know how the president will give a State of the Union address? Well, this is kind of like a State of the Church address, if you want to call it that. It's kind of like looking back at what God has done, looking back if, uh, and looking forward to what we want to do. And, and so this idea of looking back is important because how many of you know as you move forward in life, there are times where it helps to look back and remember what God has done. Amen on that? Because life gets kind of a little difficult sometimes, and, and sometimes we can get trapped in the here and now and get trapped in looking at just what's going on. And, and sometimes it's easy to think, well, God's not, hasn't been faithful and he's not good. But you got to look backwards and you got to remember, wow, this is what God has done. We see this in scripture in, in, in a number of places. We, you know, when you look at the book of Exodus, when God brought Israel out of slavery and he instituted the, the Passover. The Passover wasn't just some religious thing that they were to do. It was a way to remind the people of what God did. Because it tells us that in, in, in the book of Exodus that when they, were, were like when they began to move forward and, and, and doing life, and when their children would ask, why do we do this? It was so that the, the adults would be able to say, it's because here's what God did for us. And they would look back and remember, wow, look what God did then and remind them that God is always good and faithful. We see this with the book, in the book of Joshua when, when Joshua became the leader of Israel and they were to go over to Jericho. If you remember in the book of Joshua, the Jordan River was flooded and there was no way to pass over. But God said to, to, Jerem, to Joshua, get the worship leaders, and when they step into the, the water, whoosh, it'll, it'll part. And that's what happened. They took the Ark of the Covenant in, and the water parted. And they walked through the flooded Jordan, this river that was flooded, to the other side. And the first thing God told Joshua to do, he says, I want you to take one man from every tribe of Judah, from every tribe of Israel, 12 men, Go into the river, take a stone, put it on your shoulder, bring it out of the water, set it down, and build a memorial. And here's why, Joshua, because your children are going to ask one day, what are those stones for? And here's what you're going to say. Here's what the Lord did. It was always to look back. Here's what the Lord did. So you keep moving forward in faith. Because God is always going to show up. And sometimes we need to have that, that, that reminder of looking back. And we see this in Psalm chapter 105. In Psalm 105, the first six verses, it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. 
Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles, the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Abraham, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen one. Do you see what he's saying? He's like, here's what I want you to do. I want you to rejoice in the Lord. I want you to give him thanks. I want you to celebrate him. And here's why. Because of what he has done. I want you to look back and I want you to tell the people of his wondrous works. I'm going to do that today. I want to tell you and give you a reminder of what God has done as we move forward. And in today's message, it's going to be in the context of the church. But I also want you to look at it just from an individual, from a family standpoint. From your life to be able to look back and go, here's what God has done in our life. And we keep moving forward. And so today, that's what I want to do. I, I want us to take a look back and go, wow, God did some amazing things. And then we're going to look forward to 2024. Now, let me give you a recap of where we were in 2022. Okay, Actually, if you want to kind of think about it, from 2020 to 2022 were some really difficult years. Okay. If you recall, um, during COVID, we lost a lot of people in this church, all right? Like three-fourths of the church left during COVID. That was hard, okay? I mean, we went from like 115 to 120 people down to 40. Those were some rough years. But 2021 was a great year because you remember we, I stood up here and I said, hey, we're going to, with 40 people, we're going to raise $50,000 in six months. You guys remember that? The scenes were very clear to me. Dude, you're nuts. But I believed as I was working through Exodus at that time, and I talked with the elders that this is what we're going to believe God for. And we, did, we, we had the, the, the metal roof, three-fourths of it sprayed at that time. We, we um, remodeled the well. We put some new sound equipment in here. And we, we didn't raise $50,000. We raised $58,000. God was good. I mean, he showed up in an amazing way in 2021. But 2022 was a rough year again. It just, I, I don't know if you can remember, but it just seemed like there was a spiritual heaviness in here. I mean, we were, we, we were going through church, we were going, doing our thing, but 2022 was just like a, like a funk, all right? It was just like, you know, you wake up in the morning, you're like, you get the bad, bet, that, wow, I got, I got a funk in my mouth. That's what it kind of felt like. It was just like, something's... I can remember there were different times. I mean, we, financially was a difficult year. And I can remember this, like there were times where, you guys remember when I had to stand up here? And this is one of those times where we're like, holy cow, God, amazing. Where I, I stood up here, it was in October of 2023. And we had about three or four weeks of really low offerings. Yeah. No, I said 2020. Okay. 2022. My wife is right, I am wrong. 2022, all right? I stood up here in October because we had about three or four weeks of low offerings. And the reality is when, you know, as a church, when we have a $1,500 offering, that hurts big time. And so I remember I stood up here in October and, and, I, and I stood before you guys. 
And I didn't say, hey, over the next week, pray about it, see what you can give. I stood up here, and my small group looked at said that night, man, we thought you were crazy. I do a lot of things as you guys tell me I'm crazy. But when you know God's telling you something, you sound crazy because God sometimes tells you to do the impossible. And I stood up here and I said, guys, we're going to believe God for at least, because we needed a $5,000 offering that Sunday. And the three weeks prior, the biggest one was $2,900. I stood up here and I said, we're going to believe God for $5,000. And $5,200 came in that Sunday. You guys remember that? But that year was just, it was just a difficult year. And then at the end of 2022, we had to let our worship pastor go. And at that moment, a week before Christmas, that happens. And there was a lot of things just going on there at the last couple months of 2022, very difficult. And then that had to happen. And we went in, starting going in, you know, the week before Christmas, going into 2023, kind of scratching our heads. The elders and I were like, man, what are we going to do? Paul and I, I remember waking up that first Sunday without a worship pastor, and we're like, holy cow, how do we do worship? She hadn't been the leader, worship leader in 12 years. All I know is that first Sunday in 2023, I began a new series. Can anybody, except for you, <laughs> can anybody remember what the name of that series was by any chance at the beginning of 2023? Probably not. Who said that? Adam. Let it be in 2023. And that very first message it was, let us be changed. And the idea was is that we would start to say, God, will you do a work in us in 2023 that is so much different than we were in 2022? And, we'd be, and, I, and I taught that. And here was actually the four points of that message. That I said, let's, let's ask and let's believe God for these four things. That the saturation in this place would be changed. The perception in this place would be changed. The reception in this place would be changed. And the devotion in this place would be changed. Those four things. And I want to show you today that I truly believe those four things happened. Here's three changes that I believe we saw in 2023. And I hope that as I, 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 as I talk about these things, that maybe you'll be like, oh. That now makes sense. Here's the first thing that I believe we saw change in 2023, that there was a change in our worship. There was a change in our worship. Like I said, and, and I think that the worship team would, would um, agree with this. They were in a funk as a team, Okay. In fact, I think every person on the team was ready to step down. Worship, some of you had even told me, something's wrong with worship. We're not getting it anymore. We're not feeling it. And it was just like we were just going through the motions with worship. It just seemed like, you know, and I remember in my spirit, there were times during 2022 where I would be praying up here, and, and I just felt that, that Holy Spirit inkling saying to me, and there's what I just felt like God was saying, 
I'm not gone. I'm still here. But it was almost as if what God was saying was like, I'm still here, but my anointing isn't moving like it should. The saturation wasn't going on. After everything that took place at the end of 2022 going into 2023, and I, I, I said, let's ask God for the saturation, meaning that you would sense his Holy Spirit in here. That worship would be different. Not just singing songs, but something our hearts would be like engaged differently. That end of 2022, beginning of 2023, this worship team stepped into a different realm. They, we added Amanda to the worship team, which I think has just been phenomenal. Paula will tell me her passion for worship is incredible. But this worship team, I believe, they, they, first of all, they had to rally around Paula because now Paula's stepping into an, a role that she hadn't been in for 12 years. Cody and the people up there just was like, whatever you need, man. Here, you know, I remember that first Sunday, Cody's like, I'll step in. Here we go. And, and this worship team, I believe, was on this fringe of like, we're done to like stepping back into the deep end of the passion pool. And I believe as they unified, as they became more passionate, something happened from them because as worship team, they are all actually leading, okay? And their skill set is, is, a, is a, a, a platform for God to work through for only one reason, to see you all go vertical. I'm telling you, I believe we've seen the saturation change in this place. I can hear you all worship at times. Ron Robinson, one of our elders, he, he's usually up here, but with some health issues, he's been sitting out there. And I remember one elder meeting, he said to us, he goes, he goes I sit up here a few rows from the, from the front, and he goes, I hear the men singing. That is actually the first time I ever heard someone say, I hear the men singing singing. The men have changed. You're worshiping. I, I remember, you remember when this, when our old projector was out and we had to use that and everybody's turned around. That was always awkward. You, you walk in late, you're like, what's everybody doing? All right, I'll, I'll get into this. But me sitting up here, I don't get to experience you guys worshiping. So when we turned around, I was able to watch you guys. And we, unfortunately, we had to do that a few times. But to watch you guys raising your hands, worshiping, I could hear your voices. Some of you have said to me over the past year, something's different. It, it, I, I really want to be here. And when I'm here, I truly feel like we're not just singing songs, but we are engaging in passionate worship together. Do you feel that has happened in 2023? I hope you have because I feel like, because there are days when I feel like when I'm, we're worshiping, tears come to my eyes. There's last Sunday when we sang that song again today. Last Sunday I came up here and I go, man, I had goosebumps. Anybody else? I mean, the, that's just not lovey, touchy, feely, feely stuff. That is, I truly believe the Holy Spirit moving and saturating, changing the atmosphere in this place. I believe that took place in 2023 from 2022. I believe we saw the saturation change 
and we saw a change in worship. Here's the second thing I believe we've seen change, and it's this, a change in our love. This is where the devotion part comes in. The devotion part of that message was actually the idea of, of devotion for one another, but just devoted to Christ, a maturity, a growth. But I, I, I believe something happened with the love for one another in this place. That there were times, I, I don't know if you remember, I remember standing up here and Adam and Abby had told me that they were going to have to cut back on um, how many times we could do children's ministry. We just didn't have enough people, enough, enough help. And I put it out there. And it wasn't a call for anybody to step in the ministry. It was just a reminder, hey, we can only do two, two children's ministry twice a month. So just make plans for that as parents. All I know is Adam and Abby come to me and go, oh, that's canceled because we had people just step up. Just devoted to the, the, to the children of this ministry. Just saying, hey, I want to help out. I'm going to do what I can. And just stepping into that. I truly believe just, I watch you guys fellowship with one another. I think there, you know, yesterday was just a great example of that. We had 18 men show up, and I thought that was a great time. Guys, if you were there, did you have fun? I think, I think there was some great fellowship there. And, and I, I, I just truly believe. Some of you have come to me and said, you know what? We've been in, we've had some needs in our family. And I'm telling you, the people in this church have just been phenomenal. Just helping out their prayers. It's just been great. Ron Larson's one of those people. When Verl died, his wife, he just was like, Jim, I can't tell you how much it's meaning to me, the support that I'm getting from the people in this church. If it wasn't for Christ and this church, he's like, I don't know what I would be doing. But he just had people going to the hospital and just being with him and people praying for him and people just communicating, Ron, we're praying for you. And, and, and he and I would go out for lunch during that time and he would just tell me that. You guys rallied around him. He felt the love of the people in this church in a very real and tangible way. Another person who has communicated to me of, of just feeling loved and accepted in this church is Kara. Kara was part of my youth ministry a long time ago. And, and, and you know what? Kara will be the first one. She's like, I've got a lot, of, a lot of closets in my, a lot of ghosts in my closets. I don't want people to know things in my life. But here's what she, when I asked her this morning if I could do this, here's the first thing she says. She goes, I never feel judged in this church. She goes, she, goes, she goes, man, we all have things to be judged for. She goes, but I just feel the love. And she's written on her prayer request. If it wasn't for this church, I don't know where I would be. She feels the love and the support, the encouragement of just people coming up to her, hugging her and just feeling like, I'm okay. I'm going to make it. Doesn't mean life is simple, does it? But she feels like she's going to make it. Why? Because she has the love and the support of you around her. I truly believe we have felt that devotion change and shift in this church. So I believe we have seen in 2023 a change in worship. We have seen a change in love. And here's the third thing, a change in growth. I believe we have seen a change in growth. And now, like I said, 
this is more this is the devotion part like we've been I think a change in in our growth with Christ and when I talk about growth I'm not talking numerically because we truly have not changed numerically in the past few years anybody agree with me on that we're still sitting around that 50 60 person mark and here's the change in my heart can I tell you back five years ago when, when we were on a, on, a, on a good Sunday, we could have 130 people in here. And then there were some Sundays where we'd have 85 people in here, and I'd get all bent out of shape. Why is there only 85 people today? Where's everybody at? Shoot, if we had 85 people in here today, I'd be like, woo, that's awesome. We got 85 people. You know, I'm okay with our numbers. Doesn't mean I don't want to see more people come to know Christ and 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 and, and come. I don't. I'm not saying that, but I'm. I don't. Numbers aren't everything. For me, it's the growth that I've seen in other areas. Like I said, the growth of devotion for one another. That's just been phenomenal. The growth of our worship. That's been phenomenal. But I also believe the reception has been different. And here's what I mean. When I preached that message about the reception, it was receiving the word of God. That you're like, man, I want this thing. And can I tell you how many times the number of people that would come up to me after a message or whatever it is and saying, I am learning. Like when we were going through the book of John, we we were in John all all of 2023. The number of you that were coming up going, I'm learning so much through the book of John. I've never heard that before. That I'm, I'm just getting, I'm just, it's like you were just soaking it up like a sponge. A couple weeks ago, as I've been going through the, the, the judgments on, on, uh, in Isaiah, I had someone come up and go, I am loving this. I'm loving to hear about the judgments. I'm like, really? <laughs> wow. And they were like, I can't wait to hear about the others. You see, that's a change in reception. That, that's, a, that's a spiritual growth that is taking place. I love it when I'm in the office and um, this isn't every Sunday, but uh, quite a few numbers of Sundays when the, the adult Sunday school class is going on and they leave the door open and, and I hear the, the, the commotion going on in there. And I almost want to get out of my office and go take a look because here's why. There's 20 people in that room. It's packed. People are like, man, I, I'm hungry. And, and, and people are showing up. And, and people who have never been to the class, that's one of the things Kara started doing. Going to the Sunday school class. She drives from Davenport, correct? And from Davenport to show up to go to 9 a.m. Sunday school class. That's a change in her. That's a maturity. And some of you are exhibiting the same thing. You're, you're showing a maturity and a growth because you're like, I want, I, want the, I want the word of God. I want more of the word of God. I watch our young, the, these young adults in our church. I'm, I'm excited about what Emily and Preston are doing with their young adults. Yesterday, we had four or five young men at that thing yesterday. I was like, that's awesome. I'm excited to see these young adults and, and, and their hunger. There's been a change in that maturity in 2022, here's another, um, an, another element that we saw, I think, different. In the past couple of years, grand total over the past couple of years, we've had three baptisms. Last year, or the 2022, we had one. 
Last year, 2020 to 23, we had eight. And we also have one more coming in the spring. Carol wants to get baptized. I mean, you see, that's, that's a change. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's a move that, that we haven't seen. And now all of a sudden, God's like, boom. But here's another change, another change in growth. And, I'm, I, I, and I struggled whether to talk about this or not because I've talked about it before. But I think this is a change not only just in, in, in the growth. This is the change in perception that we perceive and we see God doing something. And that is, is that we've seen a change in our giving. Now, I've talked about this a little bit, but I want to sh- share this again because this is one of those moments where I think even for you personally, when you can hear what God has done in this place, it will encourage and build your faith. Average, I've been the pastor of this church for 22 years. This church has been around since 1989. The most this church has ever received in its general offering was in 2016 at $188,000. That's pretty good, okay? Our, our budget, in fact, if you, the 2024 budgets are out there. You can take a look at it. On average, um, the past 12 years, because we had two full-time pastors, worship pastor, me, and then usually a part-time admin assistant. So that would usually bump our budget need somewhere to about $160,000, okay? And that's usually where we hovered. And um, it's a little bit lower this year because we don't have another full-time staff. But average, as a church, from the, the inception of this church all the way to the end of 2022, we would average anywhere between $155,000 to $175,000, coming in to the general fund. Last year, we had just over $171,000 come into the general fund. Or not last, 2022. 2022, we just had just, just over $171,000 average, that's where we should be, come in. 2023, we had two hundred. And $14,000 come in. With no more people. With only 35 adults. How does that happen? Because God showed up. Because there was a maturity. God, it's not like God planted a tree out here and I was out there picking an extra $1,000. The fruit came from you guys. That God, I've tr- I can only say is that God has put a maturity in you. Please tell me where we get $214,000 in a year with only a third of the people we had five years ago. I don't know. All I know is that God has stirred your guys' hearts to be faithful to give. I praise him for his faithfulness to provide. And I am so grateful and thankful to you for your faithfulness to give. That's all I know. Is that we have seen a shift in the growth of the giving in this church. And I can't explain it. All I know is I'm looking back. 
and I am going as like, like, let me just read it in Psalm 105 again. Sing to him, sing praises to him, and tell of his wondrous works. All I know is that's pretty wondrous. But I want to highlight one more thing. I want to truly thank and highlight one team in this church and one person in this church. And that team is the worship team. And that person is my wife. Now, you guys are clapping. You don't even know why. Like, oh, praise the praise. That worship team's awesome. You haven't heard it yet. So like I said, when we lost our worship pastor, the worship team stepped up. They stepped up big time. And they, I truly believe, have just been phenomenal. They have done such an extraordinary job to practice, to do whatever they, I mean, just, like I said, I believe they changed the atmosphere and the worship of this church, that God has been using them, the Spirit has been upon them, and, and, and worship has been a joy. And maybe I'm biased being her husband, but if it was any, if it was, tr trust me, if it was anybody else, I'd be saying the exact same thing. I am grateful for this woman, for what she has done. Now let me explain why. She's been leading worship and doing worship in this church since day one, for almost 30-some years. When I became the pastor in 2001, she became the full-time worship leader. Okay? Not paid. Volunteer. And she did that for 10 years. Okay? Week in and week out, practicing on Saturdays, struggling with team members. You know, I mean, if, if you're a leader of any ministry, you're always going to have issues. Worship ministry is hard, okay? But for 10 years, she, she led the worship in this church. In 2011, it was when she came up and the other, the other lady that was helping her, both of them literally came up to me simultaneously, we're done. I'm like, done with what? Done with worship. What do you mean? We're not leading anymore. Yeah, I'm like, you can't do that. You can't quit. Because if you quit, we don't have a worship leader. And if we don't have a worship leader, what don't we have? Worship. Oh, sure, we could play the instruments. But who's leading it? Who's going to put together everything? So that was when I remember I had, I, I, I had a meeting with other couple pastors that I knew, and they both said the same thing. You got to hire. I'm like, dude, you haven't seen our budget. I'm like, there is no room to hire. I'm like, I've been the single pastor in this church, and we, we're just getting by. They're like, well, you either don't hire and don't have worship. So that's when we hired our first worship pastor. And that was when we saw God step in like I've never seen. I mean, I mean, guys, we went from just me being the pastor and barely making it to going to me being the full-time pastor, a full-time worship youth pastor, and a part-time admin assistant, and God provided. It doesn't mean we were like, you know, high on the hog and just money coming in, but we, the bills were paid every single week. It, 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 I don't know how. Let us tell of his wondrous works. God showed up. So we had a full-time worship pastor from 2011 until the end of 2022. 11 years, almost 12. And Paula just played the, played the piano. She just sang. She was a happy little camper. But then the 
week before Christmas, it all fell apart. And she could have said, I'll give you a month. Then you figure it out. It has been 14 months. And she is still volunteering. And I believe, here's why, I believe she is now, she's, she has that passion back again. And I, here's why. Two reasons. One is the team. She loves this worship team. There are, no, there are nights, days when she comes home from work, you know, she's, she's a mental health therapist, counseling. She's drained. And she's like, oh, I don't want to go to worship practice tonight. I'm just tired. I don't want to go. And she ends up going. And I can just tell, oh, she's not doing good. She comes to practice, and she's come home, and she's different. I'm like, oh, you seem happy. She's like, that was such a great practice. She goes, the team and I, we just talked, and we prayed, and we sung together. And she goes, I'm telling you, she goes, I love this worship team. She goes, worship is great. And so for 14 years, Paula has been volunteering as the worship leader for this team. And what, what we don't understand, what we don't see with a worship leader is everything that has to happen behind the scenes. Because the worship leaders, from Paula to everybody else, they didn't just show up with a hymnal. Open up to page 345 today, how great thou art. Play the piano and everybody just sings along with your hymnal. There's a whole lot going on behind the scenes that Paula's doing through the week to get the team ready to get everybody on board, to get the song set for you to be able to worship. Now, why am I saying that? Why am I so grateful for this worship team and so grateful for my wife to do this? Dusty's salary at the end of 2022 was $54,000. She has saved us $54,000 as a church. Now, why is that significant? We've done some projects in this church. Let me go through the list. We replaced this. Remember when it was going bad? Our old projector was almost 15 years old. And like anything electronic, you got to update it. So we put a new projector in. The baseboards... The baseboard heaters have not been ran once this year because we put these in. I've already looked at our, our, our electric, electric bill. These have already brought it down. We replaced the air conditioning unit right outside this door here for the foyer. An air conditioning unit that was probably at least 25 years old. We replaced it. We remodeled Everything in the back. I go back there. I was back there yesterday morning before any guy showed up. And I'm walking around. And to me, that is a memorial stone. Because I'm just like, God, how in the world? We finished spraying the entire roof this year of 2023. Winter was always the test for our roof. And every winter, I was always hoping, no leaks this year. But you put snow on top of that roof, and it would leak somewhere. 
And usually it leaked in, in, in one of our, the, like the, the one room in the back. It's a storage room now. But usually there was always at minimal seven leaks back there. Drips just everywhere. And I've got buckets everywhere. If you go back in that room, there are no ceiling tiles. Because I got tired of replacing ceiling tiles because they'd get wet during the winter. So I just took them out and left them out and just put the buckets down. So we were able to pay for and get the, the entire roof sprayed. The entire roof from the foyer over to the offices all the way to the back is completely spray foam, spray foam now. We just had 15 inches of snow on that roof. And do you want to know how many leaks we had this year? Zero. And I was just going back there every time I'm in the church. I'm not, I just got to take a look. Because here's how it used to be. I used to be able to just be in the back and I'd hear... I'm like, and I'd go back, and there it is. I'm like, ah. Even when we had partial roof sprayed, I was like, I think we're okay. Nope, drip, drip, drip. So when we had the entire roof sprayed, I'm like, winter will be the test. We had that huge snowstorm. Now we have the melt, and I'm walking back there, and I'm just looking around. I'm like in that room looking around. I'm moving things, and I'm just, I actually... Waiting for bloop. <laughs> nothing. I was able to call the roofing company, Armor Roofing Company. And um, usually I'd call them and go, we got a leak. And they're like, all right. I called them, and I'm talking to Amanda, the owner's wife. I go, hey, this is Jim Shannon from Harvest Calling. Quiet. <laughs> Because she knows. Like, man, we just sprayed that entire roof. And I go, hey, Amanda, how you doing? She's like, fine. <laughs> and I go, hey, I just wanted to let you know. I go, um, I go, with all the snow starting to melt, we have no leaks. And here's what I heard. <sighs> Literally, she was holding her breath. She goes, she goes, I was holding my breath as soon as I heard your voice. And, and she goes, Jim, she goes, we don't get very many calls like that. Thank you for telling me that. We have a roof that is completely sealed. Now, all of those projects cost more than a few hundred dollars. Like I said, Paula Volunteering has saved this church $54,000. Everything that we've done in this church last year came in at just over $50,000. And you want to know something? We still have $40,000 in the general fund. Tell of his wondrous works. God did something amazing last year. And I am telling you, I am grateful for your maturity and your giving, and I am so grateful for his provision. I walk through this church during the week by myself, and I walk through it, and I'm like, God, holy cow, you have done such a phenomenal work. God, thank you. We have seen a change in this church.
But here's the thing. We can't just sit on what we've seen. But we've got to keep moving forward, don't we? Here's three quick moving forward things we're going to do. Here's the first thing that we are going to continue to move forward with, and is this. Number one, we want to keep relying on the Lord. That's got to be the first and priority thing. That's why we're going to have a prayer night tomorrow night. We've been having monthly prayer nights. We're going to do it again tomorrow night. But like Jesus tells us in John chapter 15, when I taught on this, he says, I'm the, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I abide in him, he is, it is he who bears much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. So we got to continue. As we started in 2023, we're going to start in 2024. God, we need you. Holy Spirit, that's why I asked Paula, sing that song. Holy Spirit, come. We're going to close with that song. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, you've got to do, continue to do a work in us, in our hearts. Keep changing us, God. Keep changing the saturation in this place. Keep changing the reception in this place. Keep changing things, God. Keep moving in us because we need you to work. And the Holy Spirit, if you don't work, we're gonna, it, it won't work. So we got to keep moving forward by relying on the Lord. Here's the second thing we want to do is we want to keep engaging with each other and the community. We want to keep engaging with one another. You know, this is where maybe this year for the first time, maybe you engage in a small group, getting involved in things. Yesterday, it was great seeing those 18 men, and, and I encourage them. Guys, if you can get to the Tuesday night men's group, get to the Tuesday night men's group. Get to a small group. I encourage them to go to the men's conference. Ladies, next Saturday, you have an event that you can get plugged into, creating that fellowship and that community with one another, engaging with one another. You've got to take advantage of those things. We want to take advantage of being, engaging with one another and building each other up, encouraging each other's faith, encouraging each other, loving one another. That's what we want to continue to do. It was great for 2023, but we're not done yet. We got to keep doing it. Amen? We need to step, keep stepping into and engaging in ministry. Some of you, 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 you're still not serving. Why not? Find a ministry. You know what? Maybe it's not. Ministry doesn't just have to be. Prime priorities got to be ministry for God's church. But maybe it's talk to Rich or Mary Cooper. Maybe helping out in the Outwood Food Pantry. We have some opportunities from out, for some outreach events coming up in 2024. In your bulletin, you've got a, a sheet like so. With you remember when we had our, our luncheon back in December? And, and I said, hey, I, I just preached the message on engaging the community. How do we reach young families? What can we do you know, to, to reach people for the gospel? And we had that, that powwow meeting and, and luncheon, and you guys gave some ideas. Well, a couple last week, it was me, the elders, or wives, a couple other people. We just had a meeting of like, hey, let's put some details to these things. And we kind of detailed them a little bit. So here's what we came up with, all right? These are some things. And if you would like to do any of these... Maybe it's leading it, okay? Some of you, you'll see that there's leaders already listed. Some of them don't, all right? Maybe you like to lead the ministry or just help in the ministry. Fill this out. Get this back to me if you want to engage in something, all right? But if you notice, one of the things that, um, that an idea that came up was a couple weeks prior to Easter, go door to door and invite people. And, 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 and if you have the personality for that, like, oh, I love doing that. That's for you, all right? 
But the idea is, is we want to just invite people to our Easter service. That's going to be coming up at the end of March. And, and, and so if, if that's something, Alex Pia, he's the leader of that, talk to him. All right? Hand him this. Get this to me if that would be something you'd want to do. Trivia night. All right? Um, this is one where we're going to try to utilize this as a, a fundraiser for the Outwood Food Pantry. That it'd be like $5 a person, help people to understand it's, it's for, you know, it's to raise money. But what we'll do is, is we're going to make little bags, like gift bags, with information of the church, like tracks in there. And, and, and the people that are from the community that don't come to church, we're going to give them to them. If that would be something you'd want to help with, you could do that. Um, the Good News Club, this is going to be an after-school program at the elementary school. Um, they do this over in Rova, and Abby kind of, she helps with that right now, but we're looking at how can we get that in, in, going in, in at Alwood. That one is going to take at least eight people, all right? How many people, and here's the thing, we're going to invite the other churches to help with this. With this. It's a ministry um, that, that we, that, it's not like we're reinventing the wheel here. We're going to connect with the ministry that already does it, all right? And so they, they supply all, everything we would need. We're just going to invite the other churches to see if anybody from the other churches would like to help, all right? But th- the number of people who sign up for this, and this is a big one, all right? This would require a six-week commitment twice a year from about 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., all right? And that's a, that's a rough window because a lot of people work. So don't think... And, Listen to me and listen to me, listen to me. If you can't help in any one of these ministries, don't feel like we're trying to take a square peg and ram it into a, a, a round circle. We're not going to force you to do any of these. But if there's something that you could engage in, do it. So the after school club, that will take a, a, a quite a few people. And, and the reality is we've already talked about this as elders. If there's something that we can't get enough people, we just won't do it. We'll put it off and, and do it down the road. Neighborhood Bible time, we've done this a, a few years now. That's during the summer up at the park once a week. It's great, just a, kind of an evangelistic tool to share the gospel with kids. Um, Woodhall Fun Days, um, Alex has is, is got some ideas on you know, going up to the park during Outwood Fun Days and maybe having, have a time of praying for people, passing out waters, um, a, 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 a wordless, is that what I'm, the wordless book, wordless book for children. So it's the idea is, is like, man, we're just going to talk with people, you know, and if they want some prayer or they can sign up a prayer card or whatever it is, but we're going to do something at the, uh, at the Woodhall Fun Days. Uh, senior moment. We've done this one in the church before. This is where we're going to invite the, the senior citizens of the community to you know, play bingo or, and have soup or whatever. Um, Andrea said, you know what? I would like to find out if anybody else would like to lead that before I lead it. So if that would be something, you're like, you know what? That, I have a heart for that. That may be a good one for you to lead or whatever. But, but we'll do that like, you know, um, maybe like in the fall, October-ish, November-ish time. And then trunk or treat. Um, I didn't realize this. I knew that the Lutheran church had a trunk or treat, but it's actually a community trunk or treat just held at the community at the Lutheran church. And so Andrea was saying, she's like, yeah, she's like, all the businesses have cars. I never understood what trunk or treat was. You know, I'm like, I don't even know what that is really. But apparently you, you pull one car up for your business or your church and you decorate it. 
Like she showed a picture of someone who got creative and turned their trunk into cookie monster. And, and then you're passing out cookies and stuff. And, and I'm like, that's really a good idea. So what we will do is we will have pass out candy and everything, but we're going to put everything in little bags. And guess what else is going to be in bags? Tracks and, you know, things about the church and invitations, that kind of stuff. All right. And so opportunities for outreach, engaging. We want to engage with each other and engage in the community. And so I would, so if, you, if there's anything that you want to help with, fill that out. Get it back to me. If, you, if, if there's a leader on there, turn it into the leader, all right? But those will be just great opportunities to be able to plug into. So we want to move forward by relying on the Lord. We want to keep engaging with each other in the community. And here's the last thing we want to keep moving forward with is this. We want to keep taking care of God's house. We want to keep taking care of God's house, all right? What the elders and I have, have continually say is we want to make sure everything in this church is taken care of well, and we want to make things efficient, all right? Last year, like I said, we did quite a bit of things, didn't we? But we're, we still have a few more things we need to do. One, um, the carpet in the nursery is at minimal, I'm thinking, 13 years old. All right, and that's that's a lot of kids, babies with faces on the ground, nah, drooling, and all kinds of things that babies do on carpets, and and so we want to take that out, and we're going to put some new flooring down. The back room between the the new pro, the new construction where the fireplace is and the well, you got we got that classroom. If you walk in there, it echoes really really bad. It's a bigger room. It's open. It feels colder in there. So we're going to try to make it warm, inviting, and, and dull the sound. We're going to put a drop ceiling in it, and then we're going to insulate the ceiling. So that will help it warm up a little bit better, keep it warmer. But um, Abby's got some ideas. Put some throw rugs down. We're going to put some um, kind of wood tables back there, um, padded chairs. So that way when we're having whether it's a, a men's group, a women's group, whatever, it feels warm and inviting and, and a place to gather. So we're going to put that drop ceiling and stuff in there and get that done. Um, we are going to, out this door right here, there is a, about a six-foot gap between this building and our other building. And it's all open. All right. Oh, I forgot one more thing that we did on the church is we put replaced the gutters in here. Remember that? Well, oh, and I forgot to tell you, while we were over there doing all the remodel, we found stuff that was really bad and we fixed things that were really broken, like floors not attached. That's a problem. So um, we've attached floors and all kinds of things back there. But one thing we discovered was when we had the bad um, gutters is water pools out here. And the problem with water pooling out here is it has to go somewhere, doesn't it? Well, I'm not concerned about this floor because this is a big, giant concrete slab. So guess where it goes? Under the brick into the other building. Well, the floor in that other building below it is dirt. So when water drains and seeps underneath the brick or even through the brick, all that dirt turns into mud. And that's where we get that nasty, musty smell. We want, we've eliminated that. 
So Dustin DeCarroll, is going to, he owns his own business and he does this work. He's going to dig a trench between this building all the way to the alley. And he's going to put a tile work in there. And that way, whenever it rains, all that water will go into that tile and will go out to the street or the, the alley versus under our church. Because we repaired brick on this building back here that was falling apart because of erosion due to water. So we repaired all that. Good idea not to have it break down again, right? So we're going to dig a trench and we're going we're to do all that. And here's the last thing we're going to do. Over in that building, we have three furnaces. Think about that for a moment. Three furnaces. We have one furnace and one air, we have one furnace and air conditioning that does all the children's and office area. It's air conditioned during the summer, heat during winter, it does great. But in the back, we have two furnaces, old furnaces, not very efficient. And we have no AC in the back. Here's what we're going to do. We are going to take out those old furnaces and we're going to replace it with one dual stage high, effic high efficiency furnace attached with AC. And we're going to AC during the... And here's why we want to do that. We're thinking... Because you can think, well, what, what's the big deal of not, not being AC'd? How many of you know when you have high humidity a lot and it's not getting removed out of a building, what happens? Mold and mildew. That's what has happened back there. And, and we've said it as elders. We've just spent a lot of time and money to do all that work. And the last thing we want to do is start seeing this humidity mildew on that. So we're going to hire Thomas, um, Neil Thomas Plumbing and Heating from, the quads, from Gelsberg um, in April to come down and do all that work. That's what we're going to, we're going to keep taking care of God's house. We want to make sure that we have, um, like, that's why we put these in, high efficiency, great running things that aren't burning our money for high electric bills. We want to bring that down. We want to do what we can to, to make sure we're taking care of God's house. And guys, I think we have. It is so awesome to be able to have now a, a, an area everywhere in this church that we can do things and, and it's great to do it in. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep doing some things. There's a project that may be this year. It may have to be next year. Is we're looking at um, all of those ballast lights out in the foyer. Those things are 30 years old. Not very efficient. Of taking all of those out and putting in um, LED, high efficiency um, can lights. We just want to make sure that your money is being used well. Now you're thinking, that's a lot of money. It is, okay? Um, it's, on the, it's on the budget. All those things are going to run about $20,000. But praise God, we have $40,000 in the general fund. We can pay for this stuff. It's not like we're like, okay, guys, we're going to take another fundraiser. We're going, you, know. you continue to be faithful in your giving. Continue to be faithful in your tithes. Honor the Lord with your money, and God will take care of everything else. So that's our plan for 2024. I hope you're blessed by what God has done. Now let's keep moving forward. Amen? Why don't we all stand? I know that was long right there, but I just felt like that was important to, 
communicate to you all, and I, I just hope that encourages your faith. I hope it gives you an idea, kind of a vision where we want to go for 2024 and um, believe God for even more this coming year. So let me close this in a word of prayer. So Father, we are grateful and we just praise you, Jesus. And we just thank you for what you have done, Lord God. We just look back and just praise you for your marvelous deeds and your works. And Lord, we pray that you will come and you will keep moving us forward and that, Lord, we can just do the, 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 the work and the job, the the. the what we need to do as believers in Christ. We want to make disciples and we want to see people come to know Christ and grow in Christ. And Lord, we just pray that you would come more, more importantly and do the work that only you can do. And so we just thank you and praise you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen.